You know what's weird? At the end of every day right now, my jaw hurts. I think I'm clenching my teeth and I don't even realize I'm doing it. Anyway, to try to put some routine into our lives with all this sheltering in place, my wife and I have made this deal. She tries to do her job from six to noon while I parent the kids. And then we tag up and from noon to six, I try to do my job while she runs what we've affectionately called the COVID Academy. Neither half of the day is easy. Working remotely 100% of the time has its limits, and a four-year-old, six-year-old, and nine-year-old don't always want to go with the program. In fact, most of the time, at least one of them is not on board with what I'm trying to do unless it's making Rice Krispie bars. So we're making a lot of Rice Krispie bars. When the workday's done, it takes from six till nine to get through dinner, bath, and bedtime, and we are skipping bath a lot, and you can smell it. And then it's back to work to make up for the fact that six hours isn't really a full work day. I'm not telling you this to complain. Well, maybe a little. But the truth is, I'm lucky. I have a job. It's flexible enough to accommodate these crazy hours. I have a partner, and I love her. There is a lot of people struggling a lot more than I am right now. But this hurts, and not just in my jaw. All of it. It's hard. I get stressed. We all get stressed. But this stress, it's different. This stress isn't normal. This is beyond normal. Welcome to Beyond Normal, a podcast that explores what it takes to cultivate and maintain our well-being in this time of national and global crisis. My name is Tom Godfrey. My team and I are going to bring you conversations with thought leaders across different facets of health and well-being so we can all better understand and teach others what it takes to be well in today's world. Over the years, I have created content across a number of well-being topics, ranging from sleeping better, to improving our relationships, to improving our health, and more. And if there's one consistent theme that cuts across all aspects of self-improvement, it's stress. Chronic stress makes it hard to be the person we want to be. And it makes it easy to make choices we don't really want to make. And the key to achieving whatever health and well-being goals you have almost always includes developing skills to live better with the stress in your life. The problem is that right now we're all totally stressed out. For some of us, more than we've ever been. And that's why I wanted to talk to Jenny Evans. Jenny is a best-selling author, speaker, and all-around powerhouse. She's written and spoken extensively about the physiological effects of stress and what we can do to change the way we approach our stress and boost our resilience. Her book, The Resiliency Revolution, goes deep on the science of stress and provides practical ways to recognize and manage your body's stress response. It's a great read written by a great woman. Jenny, thanks for joining me today. Hey, Tom, it's good to be with you. Obviously, these are kind of unprecedented times, Jenny. Um, You know, speaking from personal experience, I'm juggling a lot, and I know a lot of people are juggling a lot more than me. Uh, It seems like this is a different kind of test that we're facing. Uh, You speak to a lot of people about the effects of stress. What is this moment right now, this pandemic, doing to my stress and everybody else's stress? Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. When I used to refer to chronic stress, when I look back at what that meant to me then, 
versus what it means to me and all of us now. I mean, every single day, there's the potential for major changes to be happening. And it's just, it's kind of unrelenting. We have more access to information of like, our stress levels are at a a chronically high level that I don't know that, you know, if maybe things have happened in the past, way, way past that, you know, we have no recording of, but to your point, like this is an unprecedented time of very high ongoing stress that's affecting all of us. And let me say that nobody is immune, including myself, somebody who's, who's an expert, um, it's tough right now. It really is. Obviously, stress manifests differently for everybody. I talked off the top about how I'm feeling just uh, my jaw is tired at the end of the night. But I also know like, you know, some things that I know are important to my uh, my health, like getting a good amount of sleep, um, eating well. Those are uh, I'm, I'm not always making the best choices. Like yeah, there's a bottle of bourbon downstairs that's a lot lower than I thought it should be. Um, and so can you tell me what's going on and why <laughs> why that's happening to me? It's doing a lot. <laughs> um, so maybe the best way to break it down is to say, here's how cortisol specifically is affecting your, your brain and your cognition and your emotions. And then here's how cortisol is affecting more of like your physical body. So like the sleep and the nutrition and whatnot. So what cortisol does is we have two major portions of our brain. So we have this very primitive old caveman brain that I like to call sneaky Pete. And this part of our brain has three jobs, the three F's fight, flight, fornicate. So this part of our brain is very animalistic. It's very instinctive. It's all about being highly reactive, taking action, and it's very emotional. It's hardwired to pay attention to the negative, all of the dangers, to always assume the worst. And then we have the advanced part of our brain that developed later on. It's our neocortex. Here's where we have the capacity for rational thought, self-discipline, and willpower projecting out into the future. What stress does when it releases cortisol is allows Sneaky Pete to completely and utterly hijack our advanced brain, where honestly, we have no access to it. A great example is what's happening in the stock market right now. Everybody knows the, the big rule in the stock market is that you buy low and you sell high. Well, what's happening right now, the stock market is crashing. People are like selling off like nobody's business. You're selling low. You're doing the opposite. So we lose the ability for rational thought. We just become emotional and we become reactive. And I'm sure, speaking for myself, you know, we're finding ourselves being more short-tempered, more prone to anger, more anxiety, more depression, because Sneaky Pete is, is in control more often. And from a physiological perspective, when cortisol is released, it's highly affecting our sleep right now. So our cortisol levels actually naturally rise at about 7 a.m. every morning. And that's what really wakes us up and gets us out of bed. And then theoretically, cortisol levels gradually decrease throughout the day, which allows us to go back to sleep. Well, 
we're all drinking cortisol cocktails all day long. And so cortisol is not diminishing and that's why we're having so much trouble sleeping. Cortisol also makes us hungry and makes us hungrier specifically for high fat, high sugar foods. So, you know, we're all probably more prone to making some different nutrition choices right now. And it's not about your self-discipline and willpower. That's kind of offline because Sneaky Pete wants those high energy foods because that fight or flight response was really physically expensive to our ancestors because they did the fighting, they did the fleeing. So cortisol makes us hungry to replace that energy. Our bodies don't know that we're not doing a lot of fighting or fleeing right now. And in fact, a lot of us are just at home on a computer or maybe we're binge watching. So cortisol is making us hungrier right now. And foods that have the most energy are those that have the most fat and have the most sugar, you know? So it affects every physiological system sort of far and wide. You say these things and then we also know like... uh well, I guess we don't know when this is going to end. We don't know how much worse it's going to get. I, I just was talking to a, a, a friend and um, their company, a large company here in town, laid off 95% of its workforce. And we don't know when, you know, the extent to which this is going to affect me. For some of us, it's already affected us drastically. Um, and for some of us, we don't know if it's going to get worse. And so in, in light of that, like it's chronic stress with uncertainty, what do we do about it in the short term and, and maybe in the long term? So my approach to stress, like I said, is that it's really a, a chemistry problem. And there are a lot of things that we can do to change our chemistry back to an ideal state, which... I don't know about you guys, but it gives me a sense of control. Um, and I know control is always an illusion, but especially right now where we feel like we have no control over some really big, important areas of our lives. It's just kind of nice to know that, wow, there are actually quite a few things within my realm of control that I can be doing to change my chemistry and my physiology in order to be more resilient to stress. So, you know, one of those things is exercise. And I know for some people that probably just squirted cortisol right there where you're like, I am so stressed out and you want me to add exercise right now, but stick with me, stick with me. Um, so I mentioned, you know, we're hardwired with this fight or flight response that our ancestors always responded to the stress that they had by either fighting or fleeing. And those were both short bursts of intense physical activity. So our body actually produces endorphins and like the bliss molecules, the good guys, after just 30 to 60 seconds of intense physical activity. So when I'm talking about exercise, you guys, all I'm talking about is 30 to 60 seconds of a short burst of physical activity. That is all it takes to change your chemistry right there in the moment but what we can do is also use those short bursts of intense physical activity and put a series of those together, which actually creates resiliency for the long term. It actually creates a body and brain that re can recover from stress more quickly and more efficiently. 
And it also raises our threshold for stress. So I'm really kind of talking about using exercise in two strategic ways. So like I mentioned, number one, just do 30 to 60 seconds of some push-ups or some squat jumps or some burpees or jump rope in place without a jump rope, 30 to 60 seconds, that changes your chemistry. If you have a little bit more time, maybe do like 10 minutes of a series of these short bursts. Um, and that improves our resiliency for future stressors. So, you know, since our stress is ongoing right now, if you can, like just do 10 minutes of these short bursts in the morning and restore your chemistry and then midday restore your chemistry again and then maybe later in the day restore your chemistry again let's see uh, 30 seconds i think i could probably do that um that's the thing it's been like I, every morning i'm like okay i'm gonna get up and i'm gonna go running and then i go look at my computer instead and <laughs> so building in a, a habit and building in a routine this is what i'm personally trying to figure out how to do and how to how to fit it in around all the other things we're trying to get done. But I, I think that that's actually really useful. I would that that thirty second kind of the burst is that a, like when you're feeling it kind of kind of strategy, or is it just like you know every hour give yourself that and then find the ways to get those 10, 15 minute longer chunks as well? Or how would you how do you think about that? The answer is yes to both of those questions. Okay. So <laughs> if you recognize it like right there in the moment, that's the perfect time to do it. But here's the deal. Cortisol has a half-life of about two to three hours. So it stays in your system for quite some time. So even if you can't change your chemistry right there, right in the moment, do it as soon as you have an opportunity because it, it's definitely still going to make a difference even if it's sort of delayed. And exercise helps with our sleep, which I know at least... For me, I'm just going to say that's where I'm just personally struggling so bad right now. What What about, you know, so, so some people may not be able to physically do kind of the higher intensity stuff. So, you know, jump roping in place or, you know, doing a burst of, you know, high intensity activity might be a little harder for some than others. So, you know, how do you respond to that? Well, first of all, if you have your body and gravity is turned on, you actually have everything you need for exercise. Uh, you know, a lot of us, we can't go to the gym. We don't have equipment. That's totally fine. We don't need any of that. And also maybe you're not in super great shape right now, but even like some movement is always going to be better than no movement. And I mean, here's the deal of like, as long as you're moving and it's slightly uncomfortable, no matter what that is, that's going to accomplish what we're talking about. So my threshold for that might be different than yours, which would be, you know, different than somebody else's, but no matter what you're doing, if it's either making your breathing slightly uncomfortable, or if it's making your muscles slightly uncomfortable, that counts as exercise. So start where you are. It's a perfect place to start. So what else beyond exercise, uh, you know, can also work, work in our favor? or work against us. Yeah. I think the, the next big one is diet, you know, no, it's the so, same old thing, eat better, move more. Uh, <laughs> but okay. Here's the deal. So when we're stressed out, like I said, it's cortisol that's telling you it's sneaky Pete. That's telling you have another cocktail, have that cigarette, you know um, you know, so a lot of times we stress affects our nutrition choices. And sometimes those choices actually make our stress worse 
but also our nutrition choices can affect our levels of stress. And it just, this just shows up so differently for people. Some people, when they're really stressed out, they eat less and some people eat more. So a couple of just broad things that I can share with you is anytime you go longer than about four hours without eating, uh, blood glucose levels drop and that triggers the release of cortisol and our stress response. So it's great for us to be eating about every three to four hours all day long, kind of alternating between moderate size meals and then small snacks of about anywhere 100 to 150 calories. And what that does is it just keeps our, our blood glucose levels in an ideal range all day long. It fuels both parts of our brain because when glucose levels drop, um, basically think about this, you, your, your brain requires a lot of energy. And if, if we're not feeding it, your body says, okay, well, we have sneaky peak, primitive caveman brain, and then we have advanced brain, but you're not giving us enough fuel. So we actually have to choose which part of the brain we're going to feed. Well, sneaky peak is the survival part of our brain. So that's the part of the brain that gets fed and our advanced brain where we're rational and logical doesn't get fed. And that's the physiology behind getting hangry that when we go too long without eating, then we're reactive, we're negative, we're emotional. And speaking for myself, we're all naturally that way right now because of stress. The last thing that you wanna be doing is going on a restricted diet right now because that creates stress on top of the stress that we already have. Yeah. I want to go back to um, something you were talking about before is like the role of connection in this time and like a connection with others, because obviously that's one of the hardest things that's going on. So and and I, I see it through the eyes of my kids. And, and it's interesting because as a parent, I realize like how much they need their pals. I also am really realizing how much I need their pals. <laughs> but the other day, so I, I do this work from my second story and I, I look out and one of my son's little buddies who lives a few blocks up had just walked, walked over and stood on the sidewalk, you know, keeping his distance from the house and just standing there waving until one of us noticed he was there so that Augie could just go out and wave back. And so, and then they stood there and they played, you know, keeping their distance, of course, because that's what we got to do. Yeah. And they just were idiots running up and down the block, like falling, you know, uh, falling on purpose and just being crazy for about 10 minutes. And then they moved on and I'm like, and that made me sad, <laughs> but it also made me like happy. And so I'm also thinking about like, you know, this uh, this is stressing me out, but what's it doing to my kids? <laughs> I mean, that's the whole other level too. <laughs> like just as adults, we're trying to get through this ourselves. And then, you know, when you have kids on top of it and how are we supporting them with their well-being? And yeah, like so much of their development right now in this stage of their lives, it's all social. They spend so much time together in school every day and to not have that or, you know, but I, I think it's also just like, we just need to be creative and that there's different ways that we can be connecting. And in a way, I've, I find that sort of fun and inspiring. Like, I just realized too, like, what if we wrote each other letters again? I mean, I know it's not instant gratification. And I've heard of people figuring out like, 
playing board games, you know, with grandparents over Zoom in order to be connected that I'm just, I'm so impressed with people's creativity and ability to adapt and just figure out ways like, yeah, it's different than before, but let's try not to be judgmental about different, just different is different. So just what do we do with the tools that we have? Let's talk about, you know, what might be the opportunity on this or the silver lining and all this. I mean, one one question somebody had asked uh, asked me was whether or not because we're all experiencing like pretty intense levels of stress right now, if that actually might mean that as a society, when we're through this, our collective threshold for stress will go up, and so we'll all be better at stress. Um, so, and I, I don't know if that's all BS, uh, uh, pseudoscience, but what do you think of that idea or what other, what other, you know, possibilities might come out of this that are, that are kind of silver linings potentially? I'm not going to minimize that there are some very difficult and horrible things that are happening to us as individuals and as a, a society, but it will be interesting to see what will come out of the backside of this as far as innovation and disruption there's something that's called post-traumatic growth, um, where after we've gone through trauma, high levels of stress, about 30 to 70% of people will say that, you know what, that made me stronger. I now know that I can really get through anything. But I think it really all depends on how how we all cope with this. So stress is the stimulus for growth, okay? So if if I wanna grow a muscle, how I do that is I expose it to stress by pushing it beyond its current capacity. And what that does is it actually breaks down the muscle tissue, it stresses it. The muscle only grows in the following 24 to 48 hours when you give it rest and recovery. So, if you were to stress it every single day without recovery, you're actually breaking it down, making it weaker, making it more exposed to injury. So, you know, how we recover from this stress is really, I think, going to determine does it increase our, you know, resiliency over the long run. So, let me just say, like, Immediately right now, recovery is more important than ever. So making sure that you're getting physical recovery, you're getting emotional recovery, that you're getting mental recovery, even spiritual recovery, you know, hopefully there will be that very tangible silver lining at the end of all of this. You know, so we're getting near the the end of our conversation. What we always like to do with any kind of educational content we're creating is to make sure that there's some way, some tool, some resource, something someone can do right now or right when this is over to start moving towards better. So we're not asking somebody to all of a sudden become de-stressed or not not stressed. That's probably not even realistic. But if there's one thing somebody could do to boost their resilience or maybe make a healthier choice or just feel a little better, Mm -hmm. what guidance might you offer? Yeah. Okay. So in addition to the exercise that I talked about and the nutrition, another one that is so powerful is gratitude. (laughs) Um, Set a timer for 60 seconds, grab a piece of paper, and I want you to write down all the things that you're grateful for. You know, Sneaky Pete is 
again, he's hardwired to see all the problems and all the dangers. And a great way to sort of like reset our brain is, okay, but let's also now focus it on the things that are going well and the reasons why I can find some happiness right now, things that I can be grateful for, that also changes our chemistry as well. You know, there are a lot of like apps on your phone that you can set on a timer so that they'll just go off and remind you. Or maybe you do it 60 seconds in the morning to set your mind from a place of being grounded and grateful, doing it at the end of the day, in the middle of the day, like last night when I couldn't sleep, that's what I did. I'm like, okay, I just have to do a brain dump right now. So I think that's just another easy tool that very quickly changes our, our chemistry and our, our mindset and our sense of ground. I mean, just like even talking about it, I'm feeling my blood pressure drop like 50 points. My shoulders are coming down away from my ears. So that's a nice, easy one too. Oh, that seems very reasonable. So 60 seconds, you start trying to jot down all the things that are actually going pretty well for us or that we're grateful for. And uh, so I'll do that after this. Jenny, what I'm thankful for is people like you and uh, our conversation today. And so that kind of brings us to our close. Uh, Jenny, before we let you go, how might people learn more about who you are and what you're up to and anything you want to tell us about? Sure. Uh, you can go to my website, jennyevans.com. I, I used to do keynotes. Someday I'll do those again. Um, I've moved to uh, live webinars. I also have a book called The Resiliency Revolution, Your Stress Solution for Life 60 Seconds at a Time. And it's all about how do you change your chemistry in small, quick, easy ways. I also have a, a product called Hit the Deck that are, is those short bursts of intense physical activity. So there's 35 cards in a box, an interval timer. So you just put 30 to 60 seconds. You draw a card and it doesn't require any equipment. You just do whatever the exercise is right there in your home, your living room. Um, and that's one of those ways to just change your chemistry in the moment. You can do a handful of the cards to create more long-term resiliency. I know I have videos on YouTube. You can connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff. Um, I have a blog. There's articles. I just love to throw out a lot of free content. My contact information is there, you know, so if you, if you need help, if you need resources, that's why I'm here. That's why I'm on this planet. That's what my personal and professional mission is. And I'm just, I feel so good that right now I kind of have the distraction of being just more focused and engaged and busier than ever before, like this quarantine is going to pass in a blur for me. Um, but yeah, I'm here to help in any way, shape or form. Okay. Well, thank you, Jenny Evans, for sharing your amazing wisdom and advice with us today and giving us hope that together we will emerge from this stronger and more equipped for whatever life throws our way. If you want to learn more from Jenny, Being by The Big No offers an online course taught by her. In it, she helps you understand how stress is formed, and what you can do to raise your threshold for it and build your resiliency. Look, things aren't going to get easier, so building your threshold for stress is a powerful tool to help you thrive in these uncertain times. Look, I know what we all want. We all just want to get back to normal. But I think we have to accept that normal, that's over. And while that's hard to hear, 
If you really think about it, for a lot of us, normal wasn't working in the first place. Normal was stressing us out. Normal was making us sad. Normal was making us sick, tired, bored. I think we can do way better than normal. If this whole thing was going to be worth it, we have to get beyond normal. Beyond Normal is a production of The Big No, where renowned experts teach the skills of health and well-being on demand. You can learn more about our licensable and custom health content solutions at thebigno.com. That's the big K-N-O-W.com. Beyond Normal is produced by Nate Madsen. Assistant producer is TMR. Our theme music is from premiumbeat.com. The show is edited by Damon Kalar, who also provided additional music. I'm your host, Tom Godfrey. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.